Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. And today's topic will be podcast experts are not your friends. Now, that's a bit of a bombastic title on purpose. On purpose, I should I should mention a couple of things. I know many people who are or are called podcast experts, uh, and, and many of them are my friends, and many of them might be your friends too. But what I want to talk about on the program today is how the advice you get from these podcast experts may not be the advice you need. Let me break that down for you. I've got six different types of experts I want to talk about, and I want to talk about their agenda, if you will, their reason for being, which is where the disconnect may come from. Because there's a lot of podcast experts out there, or people who are considered experts, who will give advice. I don't know, this guy here, maybe. And not always is that advice relevant to you, the person who has a question about a podcast. But let's jump right into it and figure out why Evo says podcast experts are not your friends. Uh, well, the first type of expert is the people who run the big hosting companies. Again, good friends of mine run these hosting companies. I know the people who run Libsyn. I know the people that run Blueberry. Great people. There are also people at Anchor. There are also people at places like SoundCloud. All of these places host podcasts. And many of them, not all, but many of them have advice they give to podcasters. But I, the reason I say that they're not your friends when you're taking their advice, is that they have an agenda. And each one of them has a slightly different agenda. But all in at the end of the day, their agenda is this. They all need people to use their service. So when they give public advice, it is by design hitting the widest net possible because they want more people to use their service. They certainly have their own ideas and their own thoughts and the ways they want to do things. That's fine. But at the end of the day, their agenda, wisely, is to keep their business running. And their business is getting as many people to use their platform as possible. So when you get the advice from them, you will find that in general, it's very broad. Because ultimately, they just need a lot of information. Not a lot of information. They need a lot of content on their sites to make it work. Whether they're charging you directly, like the Libsyns and the Blueberries of the world, whether they're hoping you'll do additional services, uh, like the, the SoundClouds of the world, or whether they're hoping to get more VC money like Anchor. Ultimately, they all need people using the service. Not just listening, but using, using the service. So that may not be in your best interest. The second bit of experts that you see is the directories. The podcast directories out there. Um, our friends at Apple 
have just released a big long list of things that podcasters should do on their podcast that directly impact very, very good advice, lots of good things, how to, how to list your shows, not just inside of their system, but where you should put the Apple logo, how you should change your Twitter header to have the Apple logo, all of these things. But let's not forget the agenda that, that Apple has. And I love Apple. I'm very, very happy with the people at Apple Podcasts. They want more people using Apple Podcasts. They want more people in the Apple ecosystem. And if they can get you, the podcaster, to do things that benefit them, as well as make it easy for people to listen to your show, it's a win-win situation. I don't doubt that. I totally buy into that. Just remember, their agenda is getting more people listening via that application. It's not just Apple I'm talking about. Spotify is just released now. Now anybody can load their content to Spotify. And I would expect to see expert opinion from Spotify on what you should do to your show to maximize your exposure to the Spotify listening audience. Again, their expert advice is designed to impact them first. What about successful podcasters? Those that have been doing it for a while and those that get tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people downloading their show all the time. They don't have the agenda to say, but what they do have is a very limited set of experiences. Now, maybe they've got a lot of background. I totally get that. But these successful podcasters know how to build a successful podcast. One, the one that they have. And if they've got multiple, they know how to do that. But as you know, or as you should know, there are a lot of podcasting possibilities out there. And what makes for a very successful show that gets to the top of the rankings may not be applicable to you. You may have a very different set of goals, type of content, audience in mind. So just following what was successful for someone or one company may not be good advice for you. Number four, what about old dogs, Evo, like you? What about guys like you who have been podcasting literally since the beginning? October 14th, 2004. So 40th podcast we had. There are a lot of people like me who have been podcasting for a very long time who will offer up advice from time to time. And oftentimes it's wonderful advice. But let's not forget how easy it is to fall into complacency and finding a rhythm and staying with that rhythm even though that song is now 12, 13, 14 years old. The world's continuing to move. Podcasting is continuing to evolve. Make sure if you're listening to some old person who has been doing this for a long time that you're listening to them for wisdom and advice, but they may not be the most relevant information today. Not that it's not. I try to stay up on the current trends, but nonetheless, keep in mind, the old dog may not have learned any new tricks. What about, let's see, we did successful podcasters already. Um, what about professional speakers. Professional speakers. There are a lot of people, sometimes there are also old dogs as well, that go on the speaking circuit and get on stage and talk about the power of podcasting to energize crowds and to get them excited and to make the conference ticket worth a $400 price tag. Remember that professional speakers, they have an agenda as well. And that is to keep getting professional speaking gigs so they can keep charging their rates. They have to make the audiences that are, they're talking to energized and excited and happy that the experience that they just sat through, that hour-long keynote presentation was amazing. 
So they tell the organizers how amazing it was. So the organizers tell other organizers, you should hire Jay Bear, good friend of mine. I love Jay. You should hire Chris Brogan, another good friend of mine. I love Chris. But remember what they're trying to do, and that is keep people energized and engaged. Not that they have bad advice. I'm just saying that they may not be the podcasting expert you need at the moment. They're there for a different reason, to energize and engage. Just keep that in mind before you start implementing everything that Chris or me say to do when we're on stage. We get to be a little bombastic at times, and that's intentional. So that's the professional speakers. But what about, let's finish up with the podcast consultants, those people who are paid to be experts. It's great, but podcast consultants, we also have an agenda. We we need your money, to be really honest. We need people who are paying us for our advice. Now, many of us podcasting consultants, like myself, I have a very, I've a pretty, pretty well-defined set of people that I work with. Right? I work with businesses. I work with professional service providers who, who want to get a message out there. You wouldn't come to me if you just want to improve your audio or you want to uh, do, do, do some tweaking of things. That's, that's really not my, 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 my bailiwick. So if that's what you need, if you need information of, hey, Eva, what's the best microphone for us dudes in the basement to work on? I'm probably not the guy because I'm going to recommend this $400 SM7B and you really don't need that. We've got an agenda. I've got an agenda. Everybody on this list has an agenda, so we may not be the friend you're looking for. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be a much better friend. Hey, if you've got questions about your business and what kind of friend you need in the podcasting space, you may not need a friend, but you might need, you know, somebody who's gotten uh, the idea down for your business. Launching podcasts for businesses is what I do. You can check me out at podcastlaunch.pro revamp that website this week, Evo. Got it. Uh, Evo at podcastlaunch.pro is how you can reach me. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, 
Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.